nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry Austin. Uh, joining me is Royce. Uh, how are you? Here. Tired. Still very tired from this weekend. I'm uh, resorting to uh, things against my health and my uh, betterment to uh, be with you today because I am boy. tired. See. And uh, you, it, it's not that exciting. I'm just really tired. We, we're at SeaWorld. Pretty much all day Saturday for like seven hours. And then I went to the game and then we did laundry and caught up on dishes and all that stuff on Saturday. Real real party animal. Watch out now. <laughs> and then we went to we went to go eat a nice dinner with our family uh last night. And uh I'm exhausted. So yay, hooray. Older and I feel older. It's great. Great combo. Great one-two punch. Yeah, you had it recently. Had a birthday just like I did uh, yeah, in the month of July. <laughs> Yours was a little bit uh, later than mine, uh, so happy uh, belated birthday to you, uh, Robert. You. How are you? Uh, you? You sound a lot better this week. Uh, you know what happened? Yes, like I actually came to the new age. I got Google Fiber. I recommend it. It's amazing. <laughs> the connection is drastically better uh, like i said uh, i don't have as many cool things that i did over the weekend in terms of laundry and dishes but <laughs> i had a good time i'm not as tired as probably royce's but i'm here let's go yeah, let's i have it. google i have google fiber as well uh welcome yes. to um modern <laughs> times it's, yes, it's, it's the best <laughs> wonderful there's only one that doesn't have google google fiber uh rafa um Hopefully Hello. soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fun weekend. Uh, I was out in San Marcos yesterday with my aunt. Uh, she had her birthday yesterday, too. Also, my younger brother, he had a birthday, so happy birthday to both. So went to the outlets and went out to Black's Barbecue and New Braunfels. Shout out to them. Really good, good barbecue. It is. And first day back, well, kind of officially first day back of the new recruiting season. So I went nice. to my first school today. Nice. So, uh, if you if you if you're looking for a college, uh, reach out to Rafa. Uh, you know he can he can uh, give you a sales pitch uh, uh, for that here. Over Matt, eighty programs. Uh, CJ, how are you? Matt, CJ. <laughs> uh, so, first topic, uh, just like always, initial thoughts on the week. Four points. I think if you had asked me, you know, I thought the results would have been different and tie in Vegas uh, on the road. Um, and went at home. Unfortunately, I went the other way uh, for that here. Uh, we'll start with you, Rafa, since we ended with you. Kind of your your initial thoughts on the week, and then we'll dip into the Vegas match. Uh, we'll probably breeze through that one a little bit quicker, um, and then 
there's lots to discuss about the LA match. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, uh, you know, this was a little before the big game this this coming Saturday at at Loyal, which we'll talk about later. Um, this is an opportunity to get six points. You know, we, I thought we were going to get the six points. You know, maybe the I think the one game I thought maybe we'll have a little little struggle to be at Las Vegas because Las Vegas has beaten some teams. You know, and they've given trouble to you know like El Paso and Phoenix, but. You know, our, our, our boys persevered there in Vegas and got the three points. But, you know, I thought the L.A. game, I thought we were going to dominate. And uh, someone else decided to <laughs> make a statement with well, that. L.A. is a better so, team. I know they're yeah. a two-team, but they're a quality two-team. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll give the respect to L.A., uh, you know, Los Dos on, on that. They're, you know, they're not the MLS two teams out east. Yeah. So, but like I said, we'll, I guess we'll more go into depth and into that game. <laughs> Later on. Robert, your your thoughts on the the week overall? I mean, you can't be disappointed. Four points or four points, and like you said, I, I kind of agree that the the uh, the lights game seemed more like the opportunity for a draw <clears> because <throat> of the field conditions, the shenanigans. You just never know what's going to happen at a place. It could be uh, random storms, six delays, or whatever it was. Like so, no, it was a little disjointed, but like I was happy with that result. And like I said, uh, there are circumstances I'm sure we'll dive into later about the. Uh, the second game <laughs> and some of the, uh, I guess, what do you want to call them? Players or thugs that were on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Referee, questionable. <laughs> but we'll dive into that later. Hey, we're not San Diego here. We don't go into their LinkedIn and see if they like the post from you know a couple of years ago about a stadium here. So, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Royce, your thoughts on the week? I know you, you know, you've been quiet shaking your head uh, there. I mean, Vegas just took care of business. That's what needed to be done there. Um, I was a little. We need to clarify what the uh, USL rules are for a rainout or a, a, a lightning or a weather delay, because the last time that it happened was in 2019, and yes. the rule was if you end the game anytime or if the game has to be delayed or stopped at any time before 90 the 90th minute, or the game is technically over, and um, but I and you can't you can't restart it, where... it within within six hours, then you have to replay the full match at a later date. That's what the wow. rule was. But I also thought they've changed it to where if it's after that's what I mean. Seventy minutes. I, I don't know. I I did not yeah. see any evidence of them changing the rule. Uh, the last the last thing that I saw on that rule was from 2019. Correct. It was a Pittsburgh Riverhounds article, and they said this year they just changed the rule to say this, and that's. Pittsburgh I, got screwed out of a win. Well, they they were up in like the 80th minute to two to two to one. Out, yeah, they got wiped out and they ended up losing one nothing. Um, so and they missed out, they missed out on the playoffs because of that result. Um, so, um, I will say, uh, game is step your game up. If your arms are tired after one game, come on, man, what are you doing? Uh, but <laughs> no, took care of business in Vegas. That's what we needed to do. Um. And then coming back against uh, Los Dos, like it, like you said, Harry, they're in the upper part of the table in the Western Conference. They're not – and it's the Western Conference. It's not like it's an Eastern Conference team. Yes, I mean that 100%. Um, it's a Western Conference team. They're good. Uh, they have decent players. I mean, Doyle is leading the league in clearances, and he has for a while now. Yeah. And you saw that he was clearing everything except for one very important, completely misclearance that I was very happy about at the end of the match. But 
they're a decent team. They're decently put together. They have some really young forwards that are really good that if they don't get their shot with LA Galaxy, they need to be looking at a USL team because they could make some decent money doing that because that team is probably going to go, what, to MLS um, next uh, that's, or That'll be the big department because they're, they're kind of like an RGV setup mm-hmm. right? Um, along those lines. So it's not technically a two-team. Because they played right. open cup. Well, I guess it's more like Re- uh, Reno setup, not RGV, because they did play exactly, open exactly. Uh, but let's get into the highlights here uh, for her, because I want to try to breeze through the lights match here as quick as we can. Yeah. Um, because there's lots of stuff to talk about. LA. Uh, uh, yeah. Here. The first thing is no lights, and then lights. <laughs> so that's the preview, and then go. <laughs> it's the irony of it all. Oh, this camera angle. Oh God, I gotta remember this now. <laughs> and then the fake drumming, drumming. it's paid drumming. You got paid people waving flags. No, no, it wasn't even that. The crowd noise was just pumped in, like it was the same noise, and it just repeated itself after five minutes. Yeah, like in the last moments, it's still as loud. You know, everyone's at home. And then the two delays, three delays. It's not that loud. I didn't understand. Lucky there. Yeah, it's a hell of a save. Yeah, the goalpost has been the USL player of the week the last two weeks. Feeds it forward. That's good. That's what two matches in a row. Those El Paso and in Vegas. We just kept in the damn post. Mm -hmm. Um, Back heel, back heel. Dirty. Absolutely dirty. It might be his. But some trickery at the near post. Well-taken set-piece goal. And Alan Marcina celebrating with Saad Abdul-Salam. San Antonio in front in Vegas. Ball coming in. But no, the crowd noise, it was it was the same clip of noise every five minutes. And I was wondering, watching this match the whole time, why the crowd kept cheering when the ball wasn't even in play. And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> and so then I listened for it. I listened for it, and by about the 70th minute, I was doing the horns as it went, and then I, I knew when the crowd was going to cheer. So then I went, "Whoa!" <laughs> and my kid sitting next to me, like, "What are you doing? Are you insane?" So, but that was annoying. But it was, it was just annoying. And the part that I enjoyed, I didn't enjoy during the weather break, but after the weather break, they stopped doing that. They let they let go of the um, right the pumped in audio, and you actually heard the players. That's all I wanted to hear, and it kind of reminded me. It's going to sound like I'm making fun of Vegas, but it kind of reminded me of the pandemic games where you just hear everything going on on the field, mm-hmm. all the communication. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love to hear that. I love to hear how they communicate with each other. But the one comment I will make about this game, except three points, job done, let's go. The the two, the color and the play-by-play guy for Vegas, probably two of the best besides uh, Watts and Kerr. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. They yeah, were knowledgeable. They got the lineup and the formation right which never happens and they knew what they were talking about they had really good facts they were interesting they didn't talk they didn't do play by play of the game and they get all they right yeah, they, so they, they, they were great they were great i like them um and if like everybody thinks is going to happen vegas goes mls next i'd like to see them go to uh go to a good team the that that production crew really good and a UL team, uh, ESPN Plus would do good by them to have them go to other games. Um, and if uh, Watts and Kerr can't be at a game of the week, have those two. They're great. 
Like any any thoughts on the goal from from anybody before we move on? Sod's goal, sick. Adinarin's goal. Uh, if if the goalkeeper gets a hand to it, he doesn't have a hand anymore. So Adinarin's goal it seemed like frustration. He's like, I'm tired of hitting the post. I'm gonna. Oh, he it. missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he was like angry. He missed a chance. On here, little ch- little cheeky play there. Yeah, he and missed chance all by himself too. Just yeah. shot. Yeah, Sam missed chance after chance, um, and he just got frustrated. That one, if he shoots it with the right, it's that's in. Yeah, and I think they made a comment about that that he needed to use more of his right foot to kind of bury those shots. Delivery to the back post, his right foot is weaker foot. He didn't trust it. He's very left footed, so that's kind of the problem. And of course, this video is courtesy of USL Championship YouTube, uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, yeah, that's an angry strike. <laughs> yeah, and there's Yosemite Sam just putting that away. Just an absolute bullet. Good night. Absolute bullet. And you hit it so hard, the ball got stuck for a moment, right? <laughs> An actual time between that goal and that final whistle, it wasn't just 30 minutes. It was like an hour and 30 minutes yes, because of a weather delay. delay. So. That's why you don't see anyone in the stands. Like I said, you could hear all the crowd noise. That or the crowd noise, sorry. The the noise on the field. That that was my favorite part of the match was staying up, mm-hmm. waiting for them to resume, and then they stopped pumping in the music. Um, they just had um you can hear the sounds on the field and that production crew. I the last ten minutes was much more enjoyable, even though the goals happened in the first eighty minutes, the last ten or fifteen minutes was the most enjoyable part for me. So stats from the game, uh, Vegas 61% possessions, SAFC 39. We still outshot them, 19, uh, 19 total shots to 12. We had more on, on frame, 4 to 2. Um, you know, 7-5 corner kicks to them, 6 to 11 in fouls. We did pick up four yellow cards. So we're starting to pick up quite a few cards now, yeah, and that's going to become an issue uh, possibly this week with PC. Uh, we had four big chances. We missed three of them. We hit the woodwork twice. Um, we did shoot the ball five times outside of the box, which is a little bit outside of our norm. Um, clearances, we only had 14. They had 20. Uh, we had 20 interceptions and, and even on tackles. So, it, to me, you know, it, it was a convincing win. I don't think there was any any way you could say otherwise uh, in regards to that. Any other final thoughts on Vegas before we move to the the big thing I want to call out is like 10 road wins. That is the mm-hmm. most ever. Like in winning on the road in the USL is just nuts. And to win 10, I was looking at the the averages. It's like we average maybe like five or six a year at the most. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. win 10 already. Wow. Yeah, they've and already bro- they've already broken the SAFC record for road wins, and sure. they're going for the best record on the road period of any USL team ever. And they're still on pace for the best record of all time. So insane. insane. uh, Stats from uh, Nicholas Murray. 
Uh, most away wins in a championship in, in USL championship regular season 2016, the Red Bulls two, which is kind of shocking thinking of Red Bulls. Now they had 13 uh, with, with the, cause they got 10. So with the next one, if they win, if they win again, they'll tie for second Phoenix rising in 2019, where they had that long streak, uh, FC Cincinnati in the, in the year that they crushed, uh, uh, USL championship, despite not winning a playoff game. And in 2016, Louisville City, which I think they won the title that year, if memory serves me correct as well. So um, San Antonio will be in fine company in order to, if they're able to pull it off. However, and we'll get to it uh, when Alan Underwood joins to us. Uh, going to San Diego will be a tough test here, but uh, we got L.A. before then. Um, I'm going to do the yep. video. And then we'll kind of go down because, in my opinion, uh, I don't know if it's by design or not. USL Championship uh, did not really show the highlights of the game. But, uh, I think they were embarrassed by the officiating. That's why. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the highlights, but it's. Yeah, there's not much to it. Uh, In the first half, there's a few. And then after that, it was like. Maybe after the 60th minute or so, it got pretty intense, but I was, <laughs> it was pretty weak. Boo. Boo. All right. Boo. Photographer took one right in the camera. I, I think if he hits that one a little bit higher, it's that's in the net. But it's almost like they were packing the back. No, I mean that's how they were. They were they parked way back. You know, yeah, the first you know, at, at a very low line, and they wanted SMC to try to break them down. Which it, that's they why they were selling for outside shots. So there's tons of them. This was were, a sneaky shot. Yep. There was no width outright, made it hard on KC to find an option. There's the aforementioned Perez, who's got some wheels moving inside the box and play it off the goal. And See, if he plays that back the to the top, that's the goal. He was in a dogfight at Southwest University Park last night. This is where I don't like the highlights here. He took a cheeky goal from Santiago. That, that dude was like, it's not on the top of this was a hell of a goal. I'll, I'll give it to it, you know, watch Garcia duck. Garcia ducks, unfortunately. I watched saved. it. He ducks it. Watch. Should have been saved. It's through Far's hands. No, but like, watch Garcia. He ducks on the wall. I watched it and I couldn't believe it. It's like a human reaction. He doesn't want to deflect it. He doesn't want to deflect it. And he wants to give Far a chance to save it. It's in the middle of a goal. It's got to be saved. If, if you watch Jordan's <sighs> movement on there, Mm -hmm. He's trying to catch it. Look, watch right here. If you can watch, you know, he didn't, he didn't because he's right here, right? Yeah, watch him duck though. It kind of like I was surprised. No, he got off, so to he a got late in between. Start. There's a space right there. You can see that gap right there. He he just left that gap there. And he's if he closes that gap, that ball's blocked. But he's also way late in jumping too, compared yeah. to like Tainer. But he, he shot the ball in between them right there. But Jordan, I think he reacted a little late, and he tried to catch it. But if you see if he he tried to palm it, if he punches it out, if he, he, saved, it, he makes exactly. that he makes that if save. He punches it, it's a save exactly. He tries to catch it. 
What exactly. about the force of the shot? You think that would you think that's why you went no. with trying to palm it? Oh, for it? sure. Yeah, no, it did. Like, no, that's why you should punch it. Yeah, yeah he, there's really no way for him to catch that. You should have just. You can see it right here. If you stop it, like right there. If he had, he's he's got a, his, his fist out. He's gonna clear that out. Or if it all hit but if it's hitting his fingertips, if he makes a fist, does he get to it though? That's my only yeah, counter to you. I'm not a goalie. That would be for you and Robert. He he gets to that. He will punch that out. Like when he tries to catch it, just the force of the ball, it's gonna go through. It's gonna go through his fingertips. Yeah, that's a tough one. See, though. That's a tough but, one. Though. That was a wonder shot. But he was. Oh, if was, you notice, he was. He was a, like a, like a second late of the on the reaction. And if he was going to be relayed, he, he he had a kind of like I said, he really needed to punch that ball out because you know let's say he punches it, hits the crossbar, stays in, you know, and we clear it out. You know, I, I think that was maybe the one mistake he made is trying to to catch it, but he reacted late. But if you notice the wall, it op it opened up a little gap, and I think that gave him the, that hesitated him. Had they closed the gap, the ball's blocked on that play. And I will say about the wall, uh, considering Garcia, you never want to jump because nine times, and they didn't have anybody laying down. That's a new thing to have somebody laying down. <laughs> the wall. Wasn't on there. Exactly. That's I was surprised nobody laid down to let the wall jump. That's what well, I was surprised. At. Let's talk about Garcia here. Hold on, uh, and we'll come back for the other one here. Let's see. I think it's this here. I mean, it's tough to fault him because he's such a beast. Like, it's like, but <laughs> it's like, you know, like, okay. Like, that's why it's, it, I pulled back. Like, I can't retract the criticism because it's like, dude, he literally is a clearance monster, a defensive monster. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, Hayden and, uh, was it, uh, Ward? Uh, Weiss. Dan Weiss. Dan Weiss. Dan Weiss. Um, kind of called out. Tainer for I think this is it. Hold on, I'm trying to get to yeah, here we go. I think this is the setup here for it. Yeah, here it is. So this is what led to the kick here. Um, it was a softish foul. It's a softish foul. That was a softish foul. I saw it's, that. It, it's very soft. But that's that's what the ref was doing. He was it's calling stuff yeah. that should have been a foul. That's what he did all game, and yeah. it, it was it was the ref's real poor decision that led to the free kick. That's that's not a foul. Like the dude, the the guy stops his feet. It's not, he didn't get very good. Goes goes over. Yeah, they made it sound like he was like. Oh. It's a late challenge. And they actually, the guy from LA is running, runs into. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. he creates a contact. But they call that all the time. That's, no, they, that's no. the issue. They give the advantage no, to the. No, they don't. Their, it's, it's not a foul. It's not a foul. That's, when that should have never been player, a foul because he's running yeah, into. The player jumps in the air yeah. and then runs into. After he loses the ball, he jumps in the air and runs into Garcia. It's never a foul. If anything, it's a foul in LA for trying to create the contact. Fabian has. Garcia has no. He's yeah. not even trying to make any sort of contact with that. That is all on the offending on yeah. the offensive player. Never a foul, and it's just another poor call from the ref. But that's what you saw over and over from this ref was yeah. 
yellow card, red card, SAFC. I mean, the Shannon Gomez block, all ball. He wasn't even close. The Shannon got the ball, came around, and was already heading upfield. And he called him back for a yellow card. And Shane's like, what are you talking about? It wasn't even close. Dude, all 10 yards ahead of himself. I took it. He goes over for no reason. And you gave me a yellow card. That's And that was a microcosm of the ref. He just he had a really poor game. He had bad decisions. And the decisions that he he did make, well, I mean, he made bad decisions. And the decisions make, uh, were the worst fouls of all. Like Saldana choking. Was it PC that he had his hands yeah. around? Him? PC, PC, yes. Without a call, like went straight Yuma, like yeah, really very poor officiating. Just. Well, we're gonna get into that that situation here, and you know, after here, um, here's uh, here's the uh, goal here uh, for it here. So, oh, this is unbelievable. Serves this one inside the area, slips in, put in. I just couldn't believe it was his first goal in the first whole year ever. Yeah. I was First like, I didn't goal. considering I watched him with TNT. He was like, he scored and he had a sit. Like, he looked offensively great up in here. I was like, when they said it was his first goal in the USL, I was like, I couldn't believe it. What a ball by Garcia, though. Yeah. It's a great ball, and it's also Liam Doyle doing what we know Liam Doyle do, and he kind of he checks out for a play, and that's what he did against RGV last season. That's what he did against us this season. He just checks out for one play. And hey, there's the game. San Antonio FC earns a- That is why I say this week's highlights is poor because they missed a very pivotal. Yeah. Uh, here. So before we get into the Patino and even the, the fans mess here, mm. um, which there's not a lot to cover, at least from viewing wise. Yeah, there's no footage of it except for they they got footage of Maloney going between and playing peacekeeper. But that's amazing. Yeah. But if it was somebody else, we would call them out. So want to make sure. sure that we're you know we're fair to our fan. You know our well, we hold our fans accountable as, as well here. Exactly. I, I will say there were a couple of people that threw cups and cans on the field. That's never okay. No, it's never okay. Boo, boo all you want, and it was completely justified. It was poor. Don't throw crap on the field. That's gonna hurt somebody. Don't do that. Yeah, we're we're but we well we should be better than that. But uh, so here is the how the game uh, almost ended. No, please don't Uh, show me that. (laughs) You're gonna torture me with this again. I've seen this like five times. That was a heck of a save. That was a hell of a save, and it almost still squirted in. So here's the problem with you say if he goes down, if he goes down, it's outside the box. So yeah. I think he took the advantage. I think Bailoni played it properly and he had the window he wanted. He just he's in a dead sprint and he just slightly missed it. You know, I think he might have missed it. If you notice right, if you go back a little bit, he travels right be- it with his left foot. Right, right, right before he takes a shot. He goes low. He could have gone. He could have chipped it. Over. Like, watch the ball bounce. Oh yeah, that got chipped. Yeah, you see, right. if he you're chips right. it he's over him, it's Possibly. it's it's in. So the goalie's in great position to stop a low shot, but yeah. he's giving so much space right there. So if he clip chips it over over him, it, it's it's in the net. 
But that's, I mean, that's, it's that's just the it's momentum. It's it's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say hindsight's 2020, and that goalkeeper looked very, very suspect on low shots. He I, I got to give it up to Matt and CJ. Matt, with, I looked up the ref a lot, a lot of bad reviews. CJ is, is the ref on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the goalkeeper Go ahead, Goalkeeper's not comfortable going uh, laterally to the corners, and that's where Baloney tried to put that away. Um, that shot that a dinner in had that it, it almost squirted in at like two yeah. miles an hour, like he wasn't comfortable. So the right thing was to go low. It just he made a good the, the one good baby made he had to make, and that's it. So and he couldn't for Nacho, who there wasn't enough time for him to take another touch, right? That was the that was no, the shot. Oh, because the goalkeeper is gonna block the angle after that. He's no, gonna go and he, with it. and he got it right on the bounce. That's when you want to hit it. Yeah, right exactly. On the you don't want to take an extra touch. Exactly. So uh, it is what it is. Um, it was a great chance created. We just couldn't put it away. And he uh, stole Far's assist. Can you imagine like goal of the week and it's Far with the assist yeah. <laughs> after all the saves of the week? <laughs> yeah. I don't, and, and still not goalkeeper of the first half of the season. Yeah, that's let's, that's yeah. Beautiful. Let's talk about the slide. <laughs> Such a snub. Snub of the millennium. Oh, God, it's terrible. So there we have a fifth now, uh, Mr. Alan Underwood, uh, who you've probably seen everywhere, uh, formerly host of Fairweather Podcasts. Um, I think it's on hiatus or kind of, you know, kind of the USL version. Said it's on hiatus like OKC is on hiatus. <laughs> oh, oh buddy. Oh, that's a guess. Way to come in hot. Yeah. Congrats <laughs> on getting hater out of my division. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but for, you can catch him on Orange and Black Soccer Cast covering kind of OC uh, with the loyal slant to it. Uh, the USL show, he's a regular contributor to that. And uh, two balls on a mic. Uh, you know, he goes, on, he goes on there and talks loyal. Uh, and, you know, uh, two balls on a mic's a great show on its own, um, you know, for that here. Thank you, Alan. Um, we're getting ready to discuss um, the uh, fun time um, in the 58th minute uh, between San uh, between uh, San Antonio and Los Dos. Uh, I believe it's the uh, Dos Acero Bowl. So there you go. <laughs> so loyal. Uh, I was well. I went to bed after after the match. Uh, they were losing two to one, and then uh, when I woke up, uh, I was disappointed to find that they came back and won uh, three to two uh, with two goals and, and the uh, uh, what, past the 80th minute, if I'm correct uh, on that here. So, yeah, Evan Conway has a penchant for doing that. Apparently, um, I think it was just one of the stats that came out was Evan Conway has scored in the 80th minute three times for the loyal and all three times it's been a three, two victory and he scored the winning goal. Um, yeah. So that was a fun one. Maybe not as, maybe not as many fireworks as a San Antonio match, but still pretty fun. This was, so I wasn't at the stadium cause I had a flat tire and I went home, cleaned up and said, Hey, I'm calling it a day after that. Um, but, uh, just from the interactions and unfortunately how our fans uh, acted, um, you know, Royce and, and Robert and, and um, Rafa were there. It was a spirited match. Um, 
Yes. But it's it's kind of funny because um, San Antonio and LA typically typically put on a good show. I know like San Antonio's highest attended matches tend to be the Galaxy matches. Now I don't think that happened this year um, along those lines here. But uh, let's get into uh, you know as uh, Phil from um, Seriously Loco says the shit housing uh, of the match here. And of course, this is from yeah, YouTube USL Championship on here. So, and ESPN Plus. Yeah, Martino went in hot. <laughs> and then hand around the throat with uh, no call. This is where he looks for Gomez afterwards. He pushes Tanner and pushes. Hand on the road. <laughs> yep. He, he looks for Gomez and come and pushes his hand off. That would certainly change things in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, how's that not? What are we he's doing the, here? And that's in front of the, he's trying to baby right in, Oh, that linesman was did not want to call anything. That linesman was a waste of space. Needs to be determined. Sideline refs and the fourth official. It's me like to see the center official like take. Usually they get made fun of for backing away, like they're all oh, they're scared of the fight. But you want to see them back away to get a view of everything that's happening. To see everything. And, that's right. To see everything that's happening. Exactly. I think he gets that's too caught up in the middle of the scrum. And then elbow to so the number side of the one, face. Like what are we doing? Should... And a step on and a stomp. So what? What is? Uh, what's his name here? Oh, Harvey. That's Harvey. Harvey. Twenty-seven was Harvey. He deserved. Is, is that a red card who deserved for what four yellows? Did to um, Patino with the action to the hand to to the face there. Maybe not that right there, but accumulation of what he did. If you saw the first half, it was like over. He's doing that already. Yeah. Yellow cards. So, Dude, he's doing it so over in the and over. in the first half, he kicked a free kick away, almost out of the stadium, and the ref yeah. gave him the no more. And then he had a tackle on uh, Patino, another one from behind. That the ref just called that foul, bad, yeah. and and everyone's like, "You said no more." I was obviously it's on the other side of the of the stadium from us and the in the bunker, but we're like, "You said no more to that guy, and you're gonna let another yellow card offense go." That's two yellow cards he should have gotten, and then this happened, and he gets his first yellow card, and then r- pretty much right after this, um, he got no, he didn't get subbed out. Um, no, he, he yeah, Saldana did because Saldana was. For some reason, Saldana didn't get anything except for a yellow card at the very end, and then that's when their coach was like, "Yeah, you need to get off because uh, you deserved a, you deserved at least one red." Right there is where he went. Yeah, yeah, right there. Hand hand to throw. I mean, clear hand to throw. Right here, right here. Yep. No, he didn't. Hands on his throat. So right it's there. it's right there. It's. And, and PC after after this incident has a scratch along his yeah. His we neck. we saw him after the match, and he has a red mark. He had a he had a nice bloody red mark on his neck from that. So in the fourth referees here, so I understand the the head referees dealing with Harvey trying to separate that. The fourth referee should the fourth and the AR on that side should have been watching behind the scenes. Um, Obviously, I don't know. It just waste of space. That's it. 
And so, then he pushes Maloney, and then he pushes Tainer. Oh, he's just going. He's, he's running around looking for the card, and that's why he mocked. He he was like, "Oh, I got my success." That's why he was. That's why he was clapping because he's like, "Hey, I got it for that other guy when I deserved it." Yeah, like, it was, was awesome. Baiting and baiting and baiting and baiting. He was looking for that, and Santi reacted. And even even now, it even more happens because he starts pushing people around here. Here we go. And I think here's where Patino gets his. Well, they, no, no, that's after the fact. Oh, that's after. Oh, yeah, they're like, they're like barking back and forth, and it already had happened. Yeah, I, you have to assume he said one of the. Like, no, he actually. So, if, if you watch it, you can see him slide off right here. Is it right there? He did indeed. Saldana into the hooks as well too. <laughs> I, wanna, I, I wanna know what he's saying though. <laughs> Pretty much why Patino apparently got the red was for a hand to face. He he oh, apparently no, slapped Soldania for getting in his face, just like he's yeah. doing that. So that's why he got the red. But Saldana cares where it's at here. Saldana should have gotten right there. Right there is when he moves red. over, that's when he that's when he puts the hand to the face. So he's like, Hey ref, hey ref, hey ref. <laughs> he's like dad yeah. dad exactly dad. exactly yeah because he's a child so yeah, don't use a child me, that's the problem <laughs> so to be fair patino's an instigator just like uh sadonia um it, it, you know we got to call it what but it he's is our instigator um, no, I'm just <laughs> pardon me I said, but he's our instigator. Yes, so he's yeah, our human. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> he, he's he's our Steve Ott. He's our uh, do, do not call him know, Stefan no, Robida for you oh, hockey fans out there. Take that back. <laughs> take Yuma back. Don't call him that's true. <laughs> no, but Yuma's on a completely different level. Like, yeah, yeah. Screw that. He's guy. our he's our Tommy Fam. There you go. There, there you go, go there Ryan. Go. He's our Tommy Fam. There you go. There you go. There you go. But stats from um, the LA match here. Um, and I did take a uh, a pop shot at the uh, at San Diego, which yeah the the final some... score was um, Los Dos one San Antonio FC one uh, missed clearances by uh, Liam Doyle one and uh, missed <laughs> uh, red cards and yellow cards for Los Dos ten so that that ended up winning. Congrats to the ref for uh, winning that match. So, um, but. Uh... So actually, San Antonio outshot LA uh, ten to seven um, for possession wise was fifty five forty five, which for San Antonio that's a lot of possession. Um, let's see here, we had fifteen fouls. They only had five, uh, four yellow cards apiece. We had the one red card, two big chances, one missed. Um, they didn't have any big cha chances. Um, uh, clearances. Uh, this is what you were talking about here. Thirty one for. Uh, Los Dos, and, and I bet you Doyle had majority of those. We had 16 tackles, 12 interceptions. Uh, I won't lie to you, it was a game that if, I think if San Antonio gets that goal early, they go comfortably. Um, sure. You know, I think with the red card, that changed the dynamics a little bit. And then they, you know, I still think it was a hell of a kick that they scored on. Um, I know. You know, maybe you know we can kind of nitpick Garcia and Far whether they could have or should have or would have. The point is, the, the guy put it on frame, you know, in, in a decent, decent, decent shot. But your thoughts before we turn to turn turn to one verse two in the West? 
Uh, we'll go with you, uh, Rafa. You've been quiet for a while. <laughs> uh, just, I, I know USO needs to look at that referee. I, mean, I think they need to retest him for his, his certification. And it's not just from this game. There's multiple games. Yeah, it's not. This one wasn't the first time. So, so from what we've read, you know, Alan is not a fan of certain referees was, as well. They need to look through his social media and see who he's liked in the past. Got him. But you know, it's just un unbearable what he did. Is like he he just wanted to have full control of that game, like to make be, he wanted to have, have control of the outcome. He said he could have let yeah. the players play, but still manage it correctly. And he really mismanaged, especially a lot of the missed calls that they were obvious. You know, especially like some of the yellow cards and so forth. And I, I think USL really kind of needs to look into. Okay, you know, you're already getting bad ratings from other games. You know, we need to sit down with you or. You know, we can send it out of League One or something. You can do that mess. He can go to Nisa. He needs but here, <laughs> I, th I think you're going to see improvements because this year um, for NWSL and USL, uh, the referees are going to be allowed to unionize um, for it here. So you're hopefully going to see more consistent, more referees hound accountable. Um, you know, for, you know, for bad calls and stuff like that, you know, for instance, what happened in the loyal match and, and we've had a couple of them where, um, they've went back, uh, the loyal match from what, a couple of games yeah. ago, what was the was, one against LA, right. Um, that you guys had that bad yeah. red, red yeah. card. It was against you know, Lozos and the red card that shouldn't have been. Yeah. That was terrible. So it seems like LA is getting the advantage of the red cards. No way. <laughs> Gee, that happens in MLS too. How about that? Hmm. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> um, no, but I guess Rafa, I'll, I'll take over from you for the final Ooh. thought. Um, really bad officiating. Um, Los Dos really had that really low line, and they made us break them down, and they played that low line pretty well. That was the best uh, defense cool. that um, that we've seen, um, and at the, at the same rate, um, good on Los Dos for playing the ref. I mean, they played the conditions they needed to. Yeah. They were jumping into us and creating fouls um and they they took advantage of that of that ref just being uh, bad uh but also good on safc for not giving up and just showing that resiliency they always talk about you know you can you can talk the talk well you got to walk the walk too and they walk the walk they show that resiliency and um uh with fabian's delivery to shannon on the back post i mean that's never giving up and then having a chance to win it and being about six inches away from winning it you can't ask for more than that. Um, just that that comeback for and sure. from being down a player for almost forty minutes, unbelievable, unbelievable performance. Robert, any thoughts on you from uh, the uh, the, the uh, uh, yeah. Los Dos? Piggybacking off Royce, like it's a character building, like tie, like it's a situation where like chips against like we've been kind of talking about it. We need some situations where we have some adversity. There's been so much positive. I mean, not that you don't want to win constantly, but at the same time, like you need these, these ties or these wins or these situations where it lets us brings them closer and closer together. Cause For it's not playoffs, always going to yeah. be positive. Yeah, exactly. For situations where like the ref's not on your side, calls aren't going your way. Are you going to give up? Are you going to fight? So to me, it, it, it was a pluses all around considering the circumstances. I, I was massively impressed with the team. Alan, uh, you know, I don't know how much you watched the match or anything. Uh, so first question is thoughts on San Antonio Los Dos or just, you know, San Antonio uh, heading into um, 
the the big match uh, this week against Loyal. And then second question here, uh, tell us what's changed with Loyal. They seem to be a, a lot more physical uh, this year. Dare I say they play a little bit more like San Antonio after uh, Landon Donovan's comments last last year? Yeah, so overall thoughts of San Antonio. Um, I know they're – I've said this to several people who have inquired. Um, San Antonio probably doesn't get as much love as they probably should from, like, the league office and from fans because they just play – I wouldn't say it's, like, sexy football. It's just, like, they know exactly where their strength is. They have an amazing keeper. Their back line is phenomenal. They just play defense, and then they just beat the snot out of you. And um, they do have some offensive firepower. I, I was watching a little bit of the, the Los Dos game back today. Um, but there's just something kind of well, – I don't want to say, like, terrifying, but there's in, something intimidating about San, uh, San Antonio's defense that I think gives them uh, an edge over teams that come in and feel like – we have to play perfect to get something out of this. And I think that mentality, uh, we've seen that kind of growing at the end of last year into the playoffs, obviously didn't go the way San Antonio wanted to go, but you know, you're again, you're, you're a few inches away here or there. It's not like San Antonio got blown out of the park. Orange County was just playing out of their minds. And I, I see a lot of that, that Orange County side in San Antonio this year, except just like a better version of it if that makes sense, uh, like really solid defensively. So teams have to expend a ton of energy just to get a shot on goal. And then the teams are kind of exhausted and San Antonio can, can uh, beat them back and, and win some win some close games. I mean, their 15 goals allowed is just absolutely ridic- ridiculous. Uh, their run of form has been amazing. So this is like uh, on the calendar in the run-in for San, San Diego, like San Antonio is the one that I think San Diego fans would be the most leery of, um, of their of their run in. You get two against San Antonio, and it's like um, this could mean the difference between a home playoff match and not. Uh, these two games against San Antonio, uh, San Diego wants to try and get that first playoff spot. They're going to have to win, so the pressure is on them for this match. Um, and it's I, I think that there are a lot of people who are. Um, we're looking forward to this matchup, particularly how the last uh, season ended. There is like a little bit of vengeance in the water. Um, but I, I think this is going to be San Diego's toughest test because San Diego does not play well against teams that say you have to like beat us because our defense is so good, right? They're used to playing a little bit more possession-based, break teams down, get a goal, and then it opens up, and then they can run all over you. But San Antonio is not a team you can really run all over. Uh, they're kind of good front to back. Uh, what makes San Diego, to answer your second question, what makes San Diego different this this year versus last year is essentially just kind of what's happening up top. Uh, maybe a little bit weaker defensively. Uh, Josh Yarrow leaves for St. Louis uh, to possibly get an MLS shot, and it's well-deserved for him. Uh, I know you guys love Yarrow too. Like, I have nothing <laughs> but mad respect yeah, for him. Yeah, for so, sure. So, like, I don't think a USL team can replace a guy like Josh Yarrow uh, and feel like, yeah, it's like for like. It's like a, almost like for like. Uh, and that's Kyle Adams. He's kind of been that guy this I like year. Kyle. Kyle's good, though. Kyle, yeah. Kyle, to me, is top five, top ten, depending on where you rank center backs. Um, he's he's great in the air. He's great in the air. Um, I think what, what gives Loyal a little bit of a hard, different look is you have Elijah Martin, who's great at speed, but not necessarily the tallest guy. 
uh, and then you're relying on either Adams or Stoneman. And you saw with the first Orange County goal is the way San Diego plays with this kind of like three back system. If you can counter quickly, you have some numerical advantages. And if you got a guy up top, um, like San Antonio has a few guys who can probably do this to them. It's one-on-one defending and Stoneman's good, but you can, I mean, he's not like amazing. You can, you can get your chances. Um, Kyle Vassell, uh, who probably won't play. He's got a dislocated shoulder. Um, so he probably no, won't play. He won't winning. play, not that he's hurt. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even with that, you got Thomas Among, who plays a very physical game. Like, he will go shoulder to shoulder and bump defenders off. Um, plays very, very aggressively. Uh, and you match that with Tumi Moshabani, Alejandro Guido. And Guido's playing really well because he's not yeah. having to shoulder a lot of the load. Uh, and then the, the kind of the the fan favorite of new Nick people Moon. is Nick Moon. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. yeah, he's creative. Yeah. He is so good on the ball, breaks mm-hmm. guys down one on one. His def- detractor is same thing with Tumi Moshabani. Is sometimes they don't pass the ball as often as they should, and Moon can get a little bit loose with the ball. So if you pressure him and he doesn't beat you, uh, it, he can lose the ball in the offensive third. Uh, it's kind of one of his weaknesses, right? But if you leave him one-on-one, he's going to do some amazing things. And I think a lot of the fan, and I think that's the biggest difference, right? You've got a super physical striker. And when Kyle Vassell and Thomas Amon play together, like they will run people over. And I think that's, uh, Harry, what you were talking about. It's just a more aggressively offensive, uh, offensive unit and like physically aggressive, not just like tactically aggressive. Uh, so I think that's the biggest issue. So, they can get got also on- card wise though. That's that's where because I I know and I know we blew what Landon Donovan said out of the water just because it was against us. Don't get me wrong, we took it and ran with it. Um, but card wise, they're a lot closer. I want to say maybe even only a couple apart. Uh, if if memory serves me right, as far as yellow cards fouls wise, I know they're relatively close because <laughs> of last game it, it brought the totals closer. <laughs> the last few games we've accumulated more than typical. I did see that, yeah, that they, they've been creeping up. We were, like, in the mid, and I was excited, but all of a sudden. But we're also playing tough, no, no offense to Tulsa, um, Atlanta United 2, and Charleston. Um, <laughs> so the competition right. kind of did raise a little bit yeah. in playing out west. <laughs> Royce, any questions that you have? I know you, you and Rafa and uh, are kind of tacticians. Uh, you know, questions that you have for, uh, in my opinion, Mr. San Diego. Yeah, I guess just what's the uh, philosophy for the midfield for San Diego? I know last year um, y'all were missing out on a 10 when we played y'all in the playoffs, so they tried to switch around some stuff, um, and they just had that hole in the midfield and they never connected anything, uh, which is why we kind of dominated in the playoff match. You couldn't couldn't get anything started. Um, There was that one counter on the left wing that Jordan Farr um, saved, but that's pretty much all that was generated by San Diego. They tried to go, you know, attack through the wings. They didn't try to cross anything, which was interesting because you had a tall uh, nine last year. Uh, That kind of baffled me, but just what's the general, what's the general uh, play? Is it more defensive midfield? Is it more offensive? Is it more try to be creative? And, uh, do y'all utilize the wings more, or do y'all try to attack uh, directly more? Uh, I think there's less crosses this year, but they do try to play out of the wings. Um, they've had it's depends on how they set up. Sometimes it's like a four four two with the right wing back playing up high, like they did last year. 
Uh, and sometimes it's le- a legit three-man backline, and you got Nick Moon playing on kind of one wing backy role, and Jack Blake on the other wing backy role. Um, and then you had Charlie Adams and Colin Martin kind of playing a double pivot last year. And really, it's this year it's a little bit different where Martin is is playing for a little bit further back, and and um, Adams is trying to get a little bit further forward to try and, and, and get a little bit more of that verticality. And then kind of depending on how, who the strikers are playing at the time, it kind of depends right among and Vassell are a little bit more target men. Uh, Vassell more of a connecting player as well. Among likes to play on the edge of the back line, uh, but really kind of to me and um, Guido almost playing like a, a, a double 10. It's kind of an interesting kind of a weird setup where in, in defense, uh, you if you're doing a four four two, you got Blake and like Nick Moon playing wingers. Um, but in the uh, offense, Blake can come in, and then that allows Guido and Tumi Moshobani to push a little bit higher. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a so like in a four three three pretty much. Like yeah, four three four three, two three in three. defense, and then push up to a yeah a four three three or a four. A, Four two three one, pretty much in in off in uh, offense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I I would like I liken it more to like not necessarily shape, but more like what your job description is. If that makes right. sense, like which is it's very much what SAFC does. Except SAFC yeah. is very much a pressing. They are high pressure all the yeah. time. The SAFC kind of plays like a Liverpool, where they would rather give you the ball at uh, in front of your. Um, box yeah and then work to steal it from you and then counter that's what they would rather do than actually yeah. possess and create a goal they would rather yeah. it, it's the uh, the gagan press i know that was one of those buzzwords like the <laughs> uh um what did daisuke matsuzaka throw supposedly with the red sox when he came from japan the the, the gyro pitch. ball Ooh, is, oh, that the gyro ball, ball? Yeah. is that the gyro ball no dude a gyro ball is a hanging slide <laughs> that's, all that's all it is it's a ball that goes straight that has spin. It's a hanging yeah. slider. It's a backup slider. Uh, so, San Diego does like to press as well. They like to be aggressive um, in in their third to put people under pressure and win the ball back high and then attack very vertically, which I think is something we didn't see a whole lot last year as much. It was a little bit more patient buildup. They want to be more vertical this year, which I think is re- is a result of the players they have on the pitch. Um, they It makes me nervous every time they sit back and defend. They do it okay, but it's not like they're preferred which makes me which makes me watching that low dose game i'm like i'm gonna be nervous this entire game because i think (laughs) i I think san san antonio is gonna get uh, a good run of play like if you go back and watch um i think it was rgv against san diego rgv had a a good amount of the ball at times uh and and really pinned san diego in and that's when you really can get something out of them because they don't like to sit back and defend they can um, they can. It's just not like where they want to live. Well, uh, so, we'll, yeah. we'll see if that's where they go. Because I, I will say this: um, San Antonio FC's lost twice, um, and that uh, twice to Phoenix. And the reason that Phoenix won those two matches was because they sat back, and they try and we try to break them down, and they countered really well. What is the one thing they have not done for the rest of the season, except for this past week? They have been trying to go forward and create offense and all that crap, and that you know, that's why they loaned out Epps because he wasn't effective. Epps is effective on a break, like that's why he was effective against SAFC when he scored. Whenever we played him, he's effective on a break. 
like for chance not to see Same that. I don't Sacramento know. Sacramento too. We lost but, that Sacramento yeah. they set back. Exactly. That's what I mean. And yeah. and they just beat uh they beat Colorado Springs for nothing because they sat back and they countered on Colorado Springs. Like that's if Phoenix were to do that, they're they would be in a playoff position, but they don't. Chance has this I don't understand what's going on, but he wants to possess. He wants to do this, you know, high octane offense. It's not it's not for them. They leave themselves open. And if San Diego leaves themselves open and they can't sit back and counter, uh could be a long night for y'all. So but we'll see. Rafa, your any questions or your thoughts uh, on Loyal versus San Antonio? I just wanted to ask any any particular player that we have on our roster you're concerned about going into this game. Uh I was I was peeping out. I uh, was I dinner on. Like I was watching him that Los Dos game. I'm like, he's a damn, bad man. he's a bad man. A yeah. monster. <laughs> like That's I think correct. he I think he had two looks early on that the Los Los Dos keeper saved. I think if that San Diego, I think one of those goes in. <laughs> like to to be fr- like I was looking. I was like, oh, it's yeah, been my- the Achilles heel, right? Milan Oloski. Preston no, Judd, Alaska. like these guys who can put their team on their shoulders and kind of create their own space. Those are, are really, you know, um, Trejo was another one. Cal yeah. Jennings, like San Diego just has a tough time with those type of players. Like wingers, not so much. Like if it's a guy like Solomon Asante has never done anything against Lowe. Never. Like that. those type of players, the wing players don't really give Loyal a, a hard time. But as soon as they like float inside like Milanoloski likes to do, um, like Preston Judd, like Trejo, like it, it, it gets a little bit scary. And so I was watching that game, and I'm like, man, I did around, I around maybe have might have a really nice game this game. Uh, and the other one, obviously Jordan Farr, right? Like this is the other Achilles heel of San Diego is they they played Las Vegas, and Romero had the game of his life, and it's what like Loyal just couldn't score, they couldn't break him down, they couldn't couldn't score and then they're pushing forward more and more and more and then that opens them up at the back end for a, you know a guy like I did around to really to punish him so I think those are the two ends that really kind of put me on pause about the San Antonio team and I mean you can probably list like five six guys on this roster but I think those are the two that are really kind of going to be the, the keys can it, I did around put put in a goal or two and you know it, it's far gonna stand on his head like he seems to do week in and week out Robert, any questions that you have for Alan? And then I have one that'll be kind of uh, supposedly there are a two San Antonio fans that will be making the trip uh, via San Antonio FC. Um, but if uh, San Antonio does have, <laughs> I, I, I guess I didn't win. I didn't win the contest. I was like waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, just to fill you in real quick, Alan, um, San Antonio FC had a contest to where you had is a sweepstake, so you signed up. And it was two uh, two limousine rides from your house to the San Antonio airport, flights to San Diego, tickets to the game, hotel, and then flights back in a in a limo back to your house. We don't we don't know who won, so that's kind of the running gag. Obviously, we don't know all of the San Antonio FC fans or whoever signed up, but we didn't win. So in our mind, nobody won. Nobody won. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put in for that, but I realized the limousine ride from here to the San Antonio airport would be one hell of a ride. So <laughs> that'd be awesome. Hey, that- a one, you know, SAFC, but like, hey, there's a guy locally there. Hey, <laughs> San- 
but uh, Robert, any questions that you have before you know I ask kind of game day at at you know at, at uh, was it Torero Stadium uh, there uh, for uh, the Loyal? My biggest thing is like uh, keeper related or defense related. Like uh, thirty six goals given up. Like, what does that stem from? Is it like like a lapse of like you know? Is it uh, keeper related defense? What's the system in the back? Like, why you conceded quite a few? <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah, like, well, what do you think it is? Uh, two of those matches were five goal affairs. Again, one against Louisville, one against LA, and that goalkeeper has uh, mutually parted ways with the club. Um, I really think it's just the defense isn't as strong as it was last year with, with, you know, without Josh Yarrow, you're not going to sure. recreate him. The people that they tried to bring in and try some guys out, uh, haven't quite fit that mold. Um, I would say that they're better now than they were. Um, I know the stats don't really show that. Um, but they, it's been a little bit of an interesting journey. And I think some of it's been a little bit of bad luck. Some of it's been a little bit of defensive breakdown. And it really is just like a couple of those moments where guys have brain farts and they've been punished. And in past years, maybe a goal goes off the uh, crossbar, a goal goes, you know, off the post uh, or sails 15 feet above the goal. Uh, A little bit unlucky, a little bit of not as good, a little bit of brain fartiness. Um, 10 goals in two matches really kind of inflates that number a little bit too. Uh, And I, and then there's a couple teams out there that are like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it was necessarily an excuse. Um, You know, their home form, 18 goals in 12 games, still not great, uh, but probably better uh, than their away record, 18 goals in 10 games. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't look great, um, but you just hope they figure it out and they'll run into the playoffs because San Diego is going to be a playoff team. It's just where they end up if they get a home one. And then if they play like this, they're not going to. It's either going to well, be a 3 3 shootout finishes, or. Yeah. I think San Diego finishes second. But to Robert's point, to me, the concerning point is they've only got four clean sheets. Um, and. Uh, I stopped giving know, away free I stuff for them. That's, so we stopped playing. <laughs> yeah. Are you confident in Vargas? Is Vargas? Are you confident in Vargas? Like Kiki Vargas? Um, I like so- every time I watch him, he seems solid. Yeah. Like the announcers seem to like him, but mm-hmm. um, I like Vegas. Um, Vegas, he- sorry. it's fine. Um, Ve- I-, I like that our announcer goes Vegas. I was like, well, it's Vegas, <laughs> it's-, it's Spanish, please. Um, no, it's he, he seems really confident and he seems really aggressive, which has saved Loyal quite a few times. I just think his defense has let him down. I don't like you look, watch some of these goals and it's not like he is going to get to any of them. They're just really well placed. The Milanovsky first goal is just like, what are you going to do? Like it just splits. It's a perfectly placed goal. Uh, there's been a lot of those where it's just, it, he's standing there, the cross comes in, it's a glancing header and you're like, well, poop that went in. Um, there's maybe a couple moments where maybe he could have made a save and I think he would be the first to admit it, but I don't think hit. This is why like wins and losses for pitchers and, and goalkeepers and goals allowed. It, it's it's not the greatest stat. Like I would like to see him perform a little bit better. I think there's a couple of saves he can make, but I think it really boils down to the, the guys in front of him. And I think San Antonio has the exact opposite, right? You have a super solid defensive unit and a really, really competent goalkeeper. And you see the difference between the two. And in this league, like in the West, that's the difference between like 18 and 32 goals. It, it's, you know, a, a a slightly elevated back line and I think a slightly elevated keeper 
that's what's going to be the difference. Yeah, I gave some uh, quick stats uh, for July for SAFC just to show, A, how dominant their July is and a little bit of evidence for this uh, point there. In the month of July, San Antonio FC scored 11 goals. Their opponents combined for one goal all month long. SAFC in the month of July, 22 shots on, on net. Opponents, seven. The entire month, seven. Minutes led, SAFC 237. Their opponents, three the entire month. And they had a shutout streak of 500 minutes. Pretty good. Uh, but I will say going into this match, it's very possible we're missing two players. We'll see <laughs> where, the, where those suspensions are held up. And that's Patino, one of our top um, offensive players. And PC, one of our, well, our captain, our, our top midfielder, might be out for yellow card accumulation. We'll see. So that might be um, not ideal. We are a pretty deep team, but at the same time, you know, we'll we'll see how that cookie crumbles. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. I the think loyal, are, the loyal are deep too. Like that's the thing. Like I saw it. I noticed. Yeah, they're well, deep. That's, they, that's, they, they, like it's one of the few USL teams that are deep off the bench. That, that's why. That's the difference. Yeah. That's why, even though when Colorado Springs was in second yeah. place, the team the, the team that worries me is is loyal. Um, I don't worry about Colorado Springs. I don't worry about New Mexico. I, I think Rising and Sacramento are too far back. But San Diego is the one team that that you know that I think that can close the gap and put pressure on on them. So two questions for you, Alan, and then if you need to run, you you know we'll definitely get you out of here. One, San Antonio, San Diego. Um, to me, uh, you know, with the playoffs, with the coaches, is it, you know, fan-wise there is, you know, I, I know it's the top two teams, so it's going to draw, but, you know, I'm not saying we're Phoenix by any means. Um, but rivalry-wise, is, is it starting to pick up between the two teams? Maybe not necessarily the fan bases yet. I think I'm probably the only one that really dislikes the loyal and just <laughs> Loyal rubs me wrong way. They always have. Just yeah, I don't know what it is. Sure, it's not the coach. Maybe maybe it's might be the coach. I was a Deuce guy. I'm not a Landon guy. After that video, after that video, (laughs) but they want to play the right way. But then, (laughs) what is game day like? You know, in in San Diego. You know, obviously, I'm not making the trip this year, but that is a that is on the bucket list to be able to go out and see. Number one. Who doesn't like San Diego weather? Although this year might be a little bit warm, just you know, with global warming. But uh, historically, you know, 80s, nice weather. You know, beach, Sea World. Uh, although here might be a hot take. I think San Antonio Sea World's better than San Diego Sea World. We're the only one that take. uses actual ocean water. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have ocean water at Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well played. Well played. Um, so do half the hour, half hour. <laughs> it makes me want to go to Sonic now. Um, I, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I just there's not a lot of history, right? Like I, I think that there is a desire to play well against San Antonio for two reasons, right? The putting out of the playoffs last year, and they're a really good team, right? Um, I'm maybe not like a rivalry, but a game that's like super important. I think people realize how important this game is. Uh, it should be pretty well attended. It's it's going to be the out in the park night. Um, it's we do Pride like for three months down here. Apparently, like June is Pride Month, and then San Diego has their Pride Parade in the middle of July, and now August is out of the park. Uh, so nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna get there early. Get me that hat. 
Um, there you go. But it should be pretty well attended. Um, those night games are really nice. You get a nice ocean breeze. It's real. Uh, it gets a little bit damp on the pitch, so it's a really nice surface to play on when it's it's up kept well uh, before USD football starts ripping it up. Uh, the ball moves really quick, which uh, should make for a really fun match. Uh, food options are great. Beer options are even better. Uh, you got Stone in the house uh, throwing down some Buena Vesas. If you've never had those, they're like a salt lime uh, Mexican lager that are dangerously close to uh, water. Uh, the area is really nice um, that they play in right now. It's right up on the hill above the water, so you get a nice breeze that comes over. Uh, and there's some breweries right down the street that you can go to, uh, grab a couple pints. The locals are always down there if they're not doing their tailgate. Um, and yeah, the atmosphere is great. It's like right up on the pitch. Uh, so there's, it, it feels like, I want to say cavernous. That's not the right word, but it's like the, the stands feel right over the players. So there is a really nice sense of intimacy for the match. Um, I love watching football there. I just think it, it's, it's a great venue. Uh, we'll see if they move to Snapdragon, which is a bigger stadium where SDSU is going to play and see how that kind of works. Um, but for right now, it's a great venue. Uh, fans who show up, it's really easy in, really easy out. The players walk right out, and you can like give them high fives and stuff, both on the pitch and off the pitch, which is that interaction is is fantastic. People line up uh, to get autographs, high fives, you know, cheer for Landon Donovan. I know Harry probably won't be doing that, but I mean, he's like he like literally just walks by, and you're just like. So it, it is a pretty special place to to watch a match. It is very intimate. Um, and then if you're in San Diego, you have pretty much it's in a really nice place. It's not super transit oriented there. If they go to Snapdragon, it will be. So, you know, maybe when they move there next season, there's a trolley stop that you can really easily get to. Uh, you can make it a full weekend because um, it is worth it to check out like Little Italy uh, downtown's kind of a club scene. So if you're like a younger guy and you're looking to go and uh, and to go clubbing, uh, you can go to downtown or uh, or PB is a little bit broy. If you got flat build hats and, and like monster drinks, you can go there. Uh, you can go down to Chula Vista and get yourself some delicious uh, uh, Tijuana style street tacos. Like there's pretty much everything you would want in San Diego. You can go to you Tijuana. You know, go to Tijuana. That, Tijuana. Uh, <laughs> As somebody that did boot camp in uh, San Diego in the Navy, and then you know when we had our little break off, I had a cousin that lived there, and even though we weren't supposed yeah. to go to Tijuana, he did anyway. Uh, yeah, he did anyway, the, and the trolley goes whole eye-opening experience from somebody from Western Colorado. <laughs> no sir, no sir, don't do not say it. <laughs> you can take the trolley straight down to the border and walk across. And if there's a Sunday game, you can go loyal Saturday night. And Cholos. Cholos. No, Cholos yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a great place. Like I would encourage anyone who wants to come out to check it out. And you got the, the wave as well. Yeah, waves nice. playing really well. The Padres. Um, Padres are our so that was gonna be my to... other question here, because yeah. you have a Cardinals fan in Royce, uh Padres fan uh with Allen. Both of you fighting for the wild card. You think both of you make it? And if you guys faced off, who wins? Oh, we're gonna win the division. I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're finalizing for a starting starting left-handed pitcher uh, from the uh, the Pirates, uh, the Padres. Like I said uh, from the beginning of the podcast, 
thank you, uh, Alan, for taking Hater out of our division. That's going to really help us win the division. So, <laughs> um, no, but also, I don't know if you're if you knew this or not, Alan, but San Antonio, um, we have the missions in town, which is a double yep. baseball. It's a double Fernando a Tatis is supposed to be in town or was in town, right? No, he didn't rehab here. He rehabbed oh, in El Paso. Oh. Yeah, El Paso is a triple A. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, no. Um, this is the difference between Cardinal fans and Padre fans. Cardinal fans are like like overconfident, like they're going to win the World <laughs> Series every year. And Padre fans are like, what's going to happen is we're going to be like 10 games up on the wild card with like 12 to glow and still miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> still miss That's the playoffs. The history. The history is <laughs> We're good. We we have that history. We expect to be there, and if we don't, it's a disappointment. And the Padres are like, we're just we just hope everybody has a good time. <laughs> right. It's, it's that's why it's a, that's it's why it's a fan Lewis black joke. Yeah, it's the old Lewis yeah, black yeah. joke where he it, says, it, um, uh, what, what, "What's the easiest job in the world? It's the weatherman in San Diego, California." It's baseball, bro. So. I mean, yep. it's it's exciting to go to Padre games now because they're pulling like thirty, like high thirties, low forties every game. Uh, we went to the wrong game this weekend and watched them uh, lose, like pretty bad to, to to the Twins. While I was watching San Diego Orange County on my phone, Twins, oh nice. buddy, mm. they're in first place in their division. They took two out of three, uh, but you know, like Fernando Tatis <laughs> is coming back. I think that San Diego does give it a run. Um, they're a really fun team to watch. Uh, the baseball again. The stadium there is phenomenal. So if you come out during baseball season, do like a Saturday night soccer, Sunday day game. Uh, make sure you sit on the third base side. That's usually where the shade is. Uh, the food there is great. The beer choices are great. You can go to Mission Brewing right beforehand. They open up their tasting room before every game. Go in there. They always have a $5 pint of the month. It's like great craft beer. Uh, and then you walk across the parking lot into the game, and so you, you can get a couple couple beers for ten bucks, and then go into the stadium and get one beer for fourteen. And I will say uh, this: sounds like Austin. <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> I, I will say this: my first professional baseball game was at the old Murph uh, when the Braves played uh, San Diego. Uh, nice. Right here, to this day, and that was what, what eighteen, nineteen, and I'm fifty now. Uh, I can still coming out, uh, you know, you know that first time you see the the, the field and, and and the stadium uh, from inside. I still can picture that just like yesterday, and, and the smells and so San Diego baseball, the Padres. You know, like I said here, you know, I always have a soft spot for them. You even being a, a Rockies fan because growing up we didn't have the Rockies. Um, and I still hate you, Royce, for uh, making the Rockies pay to take our best player, but. Uh, Thank you. I'll always thank you for that. Real quick, how are, have you been to a goals game, and how's a goals game? Uh, goals games are fun. Um, if they're playing well, it usually pulls a, a decent amount of folks into it. It's, it's, it's a uh, the arena is we call it the Grand Old Arena because it's been there for a long time. Like you walk right. through and they're like, "Hey, Crosby, Stills, and Nash played here. Queen right. played here, or whatever." <laughs> like Elton John, and it's like it, it's historical. Determined on the Rock. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a it feels like it's the the, the arena is like 30, 40 years old, but uh, it's loud in there. Uh, goals games are fun. Soccer's games are amazing. Okay. Um, indoor soccer they're the only team in san diego who's won a championship and i think they're at 14 now no 15 i think wow. they just won again that's nice. um san diego's on a short list of places that i want to visit with the intent oh, of for sure moving there yeah 
So yeah, it, um, it's it's a must, uh, even with the kids at your uh, the age of your kids. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a gr- it's a great time even if you don't go to SeaWorld, just the the safari that they have and the san uh, diego the beaches and... san diego zoo what are we talking about here zoo, san diego yeah. zoo yeah, there you go. hot take the wild animal park is better than the zoo really that's my hot take not to yeah. Escondido. Nice, that's like nice, North nice. it's um they have like the animals there's like a giant roam area mm-hmm. where all the animal like a bunch of them just like roam around so like yeah. it doesn't feel like everything's all the zoo right. is great. Don't get me wrong. I love the zoo, but Wild Animal Park yeah. or Safari Park is the old school. Sounds like Garden Ridge, Wildlife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, North side, yeah. <laughs> north of town, you got Pebble Beach, you got Torrey Pines. What are we talking about, fellas? What are we talking about? Like a, a, a wonderful setup, just very expensive. That's. I want to hear Alan talk about the breeze again. He said it three times. There's a breeze at the soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's like, dude. I literally have no idea what that's like. It's stagnant. It's humid. It's yeah. hot. <laughs> Day games not so fun, but <laughs> night games like the sun setting and then the temperatures drops a little bit. Just oh, this wow. nice refreshing breeze flows no, through the stadium. It does not happen. It's, it's like, like degrees at night game time. Here. It's like ninety six yeah. at game time at eight a.m. It, it'll <laughs> it'll be it'll be sixty or seventy percent humidity, ninety five yeah. degrees, and they push back all game starts for the rest of the summer till eight o'clock, and it's still ninety five, and it's still seventy yeah. percent humidity. And you smell after the game. <laughs> and this is why this is why San Diego Padre fans are like, well, I mean, you might have beat us, but we live here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's like, we still feel good about ourselves. <laughs> we walk. I was like, all right, this is nice. Yeah. But I'm I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I think this is going to be sure. a, a it's going to be like a playoff match. I think there's going to be there's going to be three there's going to be three matches of this. I, I firmly believe that. You know, if they're on, well, even if they're not on the opposite of the bracket, but I think they will be on the opposite of the bracket. I think San Diego and, and San Antonio are the, in my opinion, the two two best teams that uh, should be able to handle business. And, and odds are they'll be uh, at home. And, and, you know, we'll see. Well, I think you guys come to San Antonio in a couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It's before October, so for sure. But I, I think. This is the only one that's going to be in San Diego, and then you're going to get two in San Antonio. So yeah, yeah there's this no breeze. The there's no breeze here. I promise you. <laughs> be ready to like, sweat. Well, the only breeze is when the uh, the only breeze is from Sam Dinner and shot that goes in the back of the that net. Dinner and I, 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 I like read your mind. You're about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just hoping for like no injuries and no red cards. That's yes. what I'm. That's what I'm hoping what? for. Amen. Absolutely. Any, both- I know we've been peppering you with questions. Any questions that you have for us? Uh, Royce, Roth, or Robert are pretty uh, intelligent uh, when it comes to the tactical side. Where you know, you know, as you know from my Twitter experience, I like to do uh, hot takes: some good, some bad. <laughs> oh man! Um, Even if it's just about the city of San Antonio, I'll feel. Like- <laughs> care about the city of san antonio <laughs> i'm just kidding uh I, I need to go there I've, I've never been i heard there's a nice river walk that's it's, what i've heard i'll be honest with you, i've lived a lot of places i've lived in the midwest i've lived all over texas san antonio is the best place i've lived period it's the people people are you great. just can't swim in it that's the only thing yeah you don't do anything in that thing unless you're steve-o do the flip in there Exactly. <laughs> I think I think you guys already mentioned like the the way that Phoenix beat San Antonio is it, like that. San Antonio's kryptonite is like give them the ball and uh, I think so. try I to think make them so. break you down. Yeah. Uh, yes and no. 
Uh, I'll say this. Yes and no. Um, it, yes, it, it depends, it depends on, on, on how, what your back line looks like and, and how well you're set up defensively. Um, that has been the typical thing for teams to do. Um, I know the roots tried it, uh, and they were almost successful at it. Um, and, um, Orange County did it and they were successful at it, but they had to go to penalties to be successful at it. And we almost won it. So it's one of those things. If it's one of those, it's just not the strikers night who has the chances. Cause we're going to create chances. That's just what the, they're going to create the chances. If we just don't put away our chances and, uh, we just continue to get frustrated, then yeah. Um, San Antonio has been getting a lot of early goals. So early goals help. They've also been getting late goals. Late goals help. Um, so, and what I will say that really kind of breaks SAC back are giving up early goals. That's what they did to Phoenix. And that's so if San Diego can find a way to get an early goal, you're set free and you're probably going to do pretty well if you can defend it, if you can defend that lead. My, uh, my second that, yeah, my second question would be, um, is San Antonio worried about the, uh, the, the winning the Western Conference curse? No, not at all. Um, no, and 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 the reason that I, that I say no is this team is it's, it's a nice mix of veterans and and young guys. Um, they've had a, their credo this whole season has been mentality monsters, which is a Jurgen Klopp thing. But um, they have been their number one thing is yeah. I'm an Everton fan, so it kind of doesn't help. Um, <laughs> Um, their whole thing has been resiliency, and that's a big thing that got them through this Los Dos game, and they have showed it time and time again is resiliency. Just go in there, and no matter what, just keep just keep pounding at that nail until it goes into the ground, and that's what they've been doing. Um, and they've they have, like I said, talk the talk, and they have walked the walk. So they're not gonna they're not gonna quit. So you need to really be on your toes uh, the entire. 90 plus minutes, and you saw what happened against Los Dos. Uh, Liam Doyle stopped for one play uh, in the 96th minute when it was plus six. He, he didn't clear the ball. We scored, we tied it up, and we almost won it after that, too. So but, like it, 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 it's going to be a tough out. It's going to be a tough out. But if you frustrate San Antonio early and you get a goal, you got a chance. But our coaching has been a big difference too. I think, I think the players really believe in Marcina in the system, like Royce has mentioned it. I think they've bought into it and, 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 and they just don't panic. They, I think Marcina is that, that balance. Cause normally some teams would fall apart after that goal. This team, uh, you know, I, I, that being at that game, it kind of felt like when Real Madrid got back in that game against like uh, Man, Man City when they got that equalizer. That's just how the confidence of these players have, and they and I think they they can you can see it's like a brotherhood, yes. and they're, they're and, and 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 it's and I think that's been the difference this year than even from last year. But it's coming, everything's coming into fruition this year. Like the pieces are yeah. coming right together. I will say this: the playoff structures change this year, so it'll be interesting because the number one seed gets a bye that first week, where normally it's one versus eight. Then they also play the lowest seed, whoever wins that first week. So it'll be interesting, I think, for San Antonio FC having that break. If, if they do, whoever finishes number one, whether it's San Antonio or San Diego, 
it'll be interesting to see how they come out of that one week break. Um, and especially if they, if they give up an early goal. Um, but I think, I think where they play that lowest seed, whoever uh, advances first, because we know in the West, there's always upsets to where, you know, where that could be a big difference and not just talking about the West, but, you know, just in general on the playoffs. So, I don't know if that if that first place curse is is going to be the same where, you know, you know where you're not playing that first week. Number one, number two, theoretically you're getting the weakest opponent. Now this year could be different if Rising gets their act together and starts to move up with with the addition of JJ Williams coming in, which I think is going to make a huge addition for them because it gives them that tall forward that they needed. Um, that that'll be the that'll be the interesting aspect is, is, and, and even for loyal or whoever finishes second, if it is, if it is Phoenix that finishes seventh, yeah, that's a hell of a first round match possibly that you could have to face. Well, second's going to, well, anyway, um, the point that I was going to make is a whole point of USL restructuring their playoffs is the same reason that major league baseball has restructured their playoffs. And it's to really try to get those top seeds an easier route through the championship. So the top seed this year, uh, the first year of of the, the first year period, the top seed is very beneficial, and it's going to be it, you're going to be the catbird seed if you if you're there because you are going to get home field advantage and the lowest seeds throughout the playoffs. So, um, so the number one seed that is it's pretty vital um, as before it really wasn't because I mean you got. Uh, who who was the number one seed last season? Was it uh, El Paso? El Paso played the Roots, got beat by the Roots because the Roots just sat back. They took their one chance. They got their one goal and they sat back. And that's what you saw year in, year out. Um, so, But this is the first year where that's changed. They've changed the format to try to placate to the first seed. So that first seed is very vital. Yeah. Like, it's not about a fear of the curse. It's about like going through some tough times before the playoffs. So that way you're prepared for it. And that last game was like, God, it literally, you didn't want it to happen, but you did because you want the team to bond even that much further. After talking to players after the game, like literally, they, they literally, they were excited for each other. And that's all it's about. You know, you, even if it's a tie, it's it's a team bonding experience, and you need that because the playoffs are gonna be tough. There's gonna be shitty refs. There's gonna be shitty you know situations. But whether you can give up or play through it, that's the key. And I'll say yeah. this for loyal, they kind of you know the result was much different. But I think that lost the the lost dose game where they had the the red card erroneously early. Um, I think that's actually going to pay off down the road for them because it's going to build that, 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 that team even closer. I agree. E- even though that result did not go their way. I think, I think they learned a lesson that, Hey, just because we're down a man, we can't, we can't relax. We, we got to keep playing our game because, you know, I hate to say it. I don't think loyal played their best game that match. I don't know what it was or what, but you know, usually when, when a team gets down one and, and, you know, especially at home, you know, you know, they, they make some changes and along those lines here, but Alan, you know, I know we're about an hour and a half, you know, I know you may or may not have another show tonight uh, for that here with your <laughs> schedule here. Um, I know school, <coughs> school's coming up. So wish you luck. Uh, I know you're a band teacher and with band competitions, uh, good luck with all that uh, for you Thank and you. your school. Uh 
any questions uh, that we have before we, you know, kick Alan out so that way we can do the standings <laughs> and then uh, final thoughts, um, unless he wants to hang around for standings and final thoughts. Um, uh, how does that, uh, Alan, how do you feel about maybe that the rumors with the, with the Donovan going to yeah, how loyal is he? Wow. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Orange County fans. Um, <laughs> this is so a couple. So, Landon Donovan is going to get looks because he's Landon Donovan, right? He's and I think Landon Donovan's also the guy that's going to take that call, right? He's not going to be like, ah, no, I'm not going to take that call. Like, he wants to build those relationships as a coach. I do think he's going to move eventually. Like, Landon Donovan is not going to be loyal coach forever. Um, so he's going to move on eventually. I don't think anyone's mad about that. Um, I think if he does go, you know, we'll wish him well. Uh, hopefully it's in, in an off season where you have a chance to, to, to build, uh, Nate Miller is phenomenal coach, uh, super great soccer mind. Uh, he nerds out about tactics. I can sit down and, and chat with him for like two hours about soccer tactics and ask him all sorts of questions. Um, so I, I think that there, there are pieces in place that if he decides to move on, um, it's, it's fine. Uh, I think that's just the world of soccer, right? Like we want our players to get good enough that they get chances other places. I, I think that as fans, we would want that development for our coaching staff as well, right? You want them to develop the necessary skills to move on to the next level. I mean, Nate Miller's working on his like pro life license with us soccer. So his, like, he's a young guy. He's not going to be here forever either. He's going to move on and hopefully move on to bigger and better things. And we'll cheer him on when he's coaching MLS or he goes to Europe, like whatever he ends up, we're going to support him because I think it, it, as USL supporters, we've lived that like guys are only here temporarily. You support the team and you support the crest and you want guys to be successful and move on. Um, I, I think there's, you know, there's always going to be digs about Landon Donovan. I think we, we know that we take the good with the bad. Um, you know, pe people have their opinions of him. Ab everyone absolutely adores him in San Diego. He is gracious with his time. He's almost always the last person off the pitch, signing autographs, taking pictures with kids. He's about growing the sport in San Diego, and you have to love that. And if that means he's going to leave eventually to MLS job, that means he's done a good enough job in San Diego that we've had the joy of a really good San Diego team for a couple years before he moves on. And he's probably going to move on. Like he's not going to stay here forever. It's just That's a reality. I would like him to stay for maybe a couple more years or a star, right? Win the championship. And it's like, all right, I'm moving on. Great. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the championship or even like a deep playoff run at this point. Sure. Like, I, I think that's what people want. And if, they're like, hey, I feel satisfied. I think uh, Landon and Nate Miller has both said we have some things to prove still. We have some things to to bring in some stuff to, to prove our project is worthy of of a top spot in the USL. And I think once they get that, they'll move. And, you know, I think that's just the reality. And I think loyal fans are already prepared for that. And yeah. um, the, the, the jive we get from Orange County fans about how loyal is San Diego, it's like, <laughs> we don't care. Like we'll hire another coach and we'll love him too, or we'll love her too, or we'll love them too. Like as long as they're being successful and they're doing what Landon Donovan has done is stand up for his players, stand up for the team. We'll support it. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Alan, it was a pleasure. Uh, we may see if we can have you on uh, next time we face uh, in a couple of weeks here, depending on if schedule works out. Uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, if you want to hang, you can hang, but uh well, I'm going to, like, towel off and get ready for two balls and a mic. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. And that is a great show. Uh, 
if you can catch it, the YouTube show, it's on late. I usually watch it on replay, but uh, it, it's a fun show that covers kind of, they do what we do, but covers all things San Diego. Um, and I believe even covers a little bit of uh, Tijuana um, for that here. I don't cover Liga MX, but uh, I believe uh, they've talked about it a time or two. And also other sports as well. So they're a little bit more well-rounded than just the soccer and baseball yeah, that Royce has covered. They're, they're big football guys. They do like fantasy football. I don't know what that's about. So, <laughs> uh, Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, good luck this weekend. I'm hoping for a hard-fought, entertaining soccer match, and I think we're going to get it. So uh, good luck, and then uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys later. See you later, all. Thank you. So moving on to the standings real quick because I know we're already hour and a half. We've, we've you know we've gone over uh, our, our allotted time that we try to shoot for. Uh, San Antonio, we're just going to do the West. Uh, San Antonio in first with 50 points, 21 matches played. Loyal uh, seven points back with a game in hand at 22. Switchbacks are struggling at 40 points, uh, so they're three points back, seven points back on us now at 22. San Antonio has the game in hand. No, San Antonio has the game in hand. Sorry. Uh, New Mexico United starting to get on a roll as well. 38 points. It wouldn't shock me if they uh, overtake uh, the uh, switchbacks for third. Sac Republic uh, got a well-deserved win in Charleston. Um, after winning the Open Cup uh, match against Sporting Kansas City, they'll play in Orlando. Um, and my final thought is going to be how uh, – I'll save that here. Um, El Paso is kind of in a free fall. Uh, got a big match, in my opinion, against uh, Monterey Bay uh, and six at 33. Lights, who we drew, uh, play Phoenix at 32. Galaxy, uh, who we – or probably we beat uh, the Lights. Um, we drew against the Galaxy at 31. Roots at 29, uh, Rising at 28, RGV 25, Monterey Bay, not in last, uh, 23. Last is the defending champs uh, at 22 points with 22 games played, even though they may have the golden boot winner. So uh, Orange County Orange County fans, uh, you keep saying that you're going to make a run. Well, you got 10 games to make a run and uh, 10 points to make up and jump uh, seven, 16, yeah, seven teams, six teams along those lines. So not looking good for Orange County. Uh, any thoughts on the standings before we move on to final thoughts? Just need to keep on winning. I think I don't know when we get clinch the playoff spot, but we just need to get that gap. Uh, we're still away from that. We've got. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. Well, especially about with the like, schedule. Like especially with the schedule. You don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, especially with the schedule we have coming up. Fine. So, final thoughts here. Um, I'll go with mine because uh, I already hinted at it. Uh, MLS, dude, you were you super, super, super petty not tagging Sacramento Republic uh, when they advanced. Yeah, I'm not so much concerned about the banner, you know, where you had Orlando on there. Um, and I know you probably had the banner for Sporting Kansas City and you never thought that Sac Republic was going to upset um sporting kansas city but dude just tag and you know i know there's probably not a lot of love loss between sacramento and and uh, mls just like you know san antonio they've been uh, burned uh, several times so if there's one city that understands what sacramento is going through it is san antonio <laughs> yeah. but still you don't have to be that petty not to tag them especially when you write out their name um, if you're going to do that just 
just do that is would have saved you know the the pr machine so much grief and and you know it's just it's just a poor look uh tragic it's very trashy that's what Royce, uh you can go next since you're uh next up i don't know um i got i, I got nothing um that's right. thank you for everyone for the birthday wishes i don't know thanks i'm older now yep. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa, how are you with the uh, Elgato behind you? Yeah, I, I do like your setup now compared to the uh, Club America flag. So that'll be going up. That'll go up soon. <laughs> and the other night, shout out to Rafa with the with the. I think a lot of people got the kick with the with the legend, the San Antonio. Legend. Oh, you like that? That's awesome. That was awesome. That was getting, I think I think they got some some people like, wow, who's this? So, uh, but my final thought. Um, uh, Watch some uh, some games on Sunday. I watched the actually the the England Germany game for the women's nice. Euro. Yes, Re- the, really good game. Very interesting. Yes, very entertaining. And Did you see that uh, handball in the box. Yeah. The handball by England. Yeah, I, I think it's another. Sorry, you know, they haven't won anything in sixty fifty something years, but uh, it's but it's gonna be make, not, like I said. Out of I guess watching those games, you know, it's gonna be interesting for that women's World Cup the next year. There's there's gonna be some content, you know. There's going to be some deep. Do you think U.S. is still the favorite, or teams over because France, England, Germany? You think they're more of a favorite? You still you can't count out Sweden and Norway. You know, even though Norway got blown out in one of those games, but Mm -hmm. you know, you just you know, I'm not too worried about Brazil. I think their Brazil is kind of the back end, kind of worry. Yeah, and there's not really not much um, competition in in Como Ball, but. You know, it's going to be make things interesting next year when they when they have the World Cup. You know, the U.S. is going to have to really kind of play perfect to, against these teams, and you know, so any of those six those six European teams could can win it all for next year. So it's going to make things interesting. And then, last thing, like I said, you know, have also had, on the same day, Royce's day, happy birthday, my younger brother Alonzo, and also to my aunt. You know, happy birthday. Then got to spend some time with them yesterday, eating some nice. barbecue and ruffles. So one question here for you, uh, and, and I'll actually ask uh, uh, Royce this as well. Um, your pick for uh, Spain this year with the La Liga, Real Madrid, or you think anybody closes the gap? Um, well, that was for Rafa. Yours is going to be more. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was like, do I really have to answer this? <laughs> do I really have to answer this? All right, I'll go. I'll be on the next. Rafa, you think with uh, Spain because that kicks off next week? uh... Yeah, we'll be fine. I mean, it's I know Barcelona's been spending a lot of IOUs, (laughs) you know. And but here's the thing: but that's a whole separate. Yeah, they're spending somebody somebody's money because they don't have any money. But (laughs) allegedly, it it may come back to haunt (laughs) because of the whole thing with the Frankie De Jong situation. And you know, if he doesn't get sold, those players that they signed, they can't register with La Liga, and they're. And I think I think with any league, I think you know the FIFA, UEFA, they, they need to make an example out of these guys because if, if it was any other team, they would have been dropped down to the second division. You know, if you can't run your finances right, and you know, <laughs> then you have no business buying players and so forth. And you know, they still owe money to players, and that's I'm surprised all those players haven't lowered up and sue the hell out of Barcelona, even though they don't have money, but. 
But I think I think I think Real Madrid, and like I said, they're gonna have competition for Barcelona. But Real Madrid, I think they added the right pieces this year, and they got younger, especially in the central mid with the with Aurelian and I know Rudiger. That so they have a good that squad's a good squad. I think they'll be fine. It'll be more competitive, but you know, I think no one's gonna as far as Champions League. I think they're going to take things lightly with Real Madrid going into this year. Royce, the EPL, uh, the Premier League, uh, I, I know you're not going to say Everton because, uh, to me, Everton's still kind of seeing if they can stay above, uh, you know, the, the bottom line. But uh, your pick on uh, who, who, who wins the league this year? So it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, Everton have a – Sheffield, what is it? <laughs> yeah, the Everton have a real good – yeah, Nor- Northern Forest. That's the one. Not Nottingham. Um, Nottingham. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um, no, Everton have a really good chance of going down, and a big reason is their their ownership won't sell the team, even though they need to. Um, and they kind of they're not really looking at quality players. They just got a guy that was relegated with Burnley. That was like their big winger signing to replace Richarlison. Not great. Uh, Richarlison, obviously probably the biggest offensive producer for Everton goes to uh, uh, Tottenham. And then um, I guess they're going to get uh, Adrisa Ganagay from uh, PSG. Supposedly that's, that's in the works. So that's not looking great, um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to watch. I, I'm not going to have a lot of skin in the game on that one. <laughs> and then um, as far as the top of the table, who do I think is going to win? Um probably gonna be city um i just don't see liverpool uh liverpool's a good team uh but i think um losing um sane uh sane to uh bayern munchen is going to be a lot a lot bigger of a loss than they think i know they're trying to replace them with that por- portuguese kid that they, they brought in some talent too though i know they brought in some talent but they've lost uh no they lost Sterling but well, yeah yeah no they brought in they they well they got rid of sterling if if you watch a lot of Sterling's movements last season, I'm going to take over for for the checks, I guess. But if you watch a lot of the movement that Sterling did, he he did a lot of what um, Alan described Moon is doing, just kept the ball at his feet too much and would not pass. And Pep is a guy who wants a pass, a pass, a pass. And Sterling would just keep the ball, and that's a big problem, especially if you're going to have Holland in the middle. Mm-hmm. you got to pass it to Holland and find sure. him and shoot. And, and shoot. Um, so I think this year is going to be a lot better offensively for Manchester city with Holland in the middle. You finally get a natural nine and then out on the wings, you'll have Grealish. You'll have, um, um, God, African dude. Um, um, what's it? I I haven't seen soccer in a while. I can see his face in my head, left footed. Help me out. Come on. Left footed on the right wing crosses a lot. Um, he's, he's not Moroccan. Um, Algerian? He's Algerian, right? Somebody help me out with his name. That guy. That guy everyone's screaming right now at me through their phone or whatever you're listening to us on. Not um, Foden, right? Man said no. Man City. Alvarez, Gilles, Mares. Uh, Mares, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Riyad Mares. Al- Algeria. Algeria. Yeah. See, he's African. That's what I mean. He's African. Yeah, I guess uh, I but Riyad Mahrez on the right, you're going to have Grealish on the left, Foden in the middle, and all passing to Holland um, as a nine. Yeah, they'll be they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be they'll be decent. Uh, we'll see uh, if they ever can uh, overcome their um, champion 
Champions League woes, but the question was Premier League. City's going to City. It's gonna and I'll city. cover Germany for Scott. You know, Scott chimed in. Thank you for timing it, uh, chiming in, Scott. Uh, Bayern Munich's going to win Germany. Uh, we'll just chuck that down. Uh, no way. Robert? Huh? <laughs> is, is, is Robert going to do the culture? <laughs> my, my final thoughts, I got two thank yous. I want to first say thank you to Google Fiber. You're a badass. <laughs> I love y'all. And I want to say thank Not you. A sponsor. Alan. Not a sponsor, everybody. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Neither is Sonic. Neither are Sonic. No ocean water, no breeze, nothing. <laughs> but I want to say thank you to Alan for showing up. Yeah. He did well. It was great. Good to see him. And uh, my last thing is, don't be a douche. Don't throw shit on the field. Don't yeah, we didn't cover what we ran out of time. stuff on the field. Guy. Do not be that guy. It's a bad look. You get emotional. I'm guilty of it. Walk away, take a breath, and come back. And that, if you're behind the fans, no uh, accidental yeah, bill showers. If you're behind the benches, like yeah. But I know on one. our row on the north end with 114, um, there have been a couple incidents where fans have uh, thrown uh, beer cans on, on the on the pitch, and that is unacceptable. Exactly. Um, no matter what's going on, yep. the ref. As much as we complain yep. about the refs, we've had Danielle on. Um, we've talked to other referees, and they are trying their best. You know, yeah. you know obviously we can we can go through and, and backseat driver and say, hey, they made the wrong call, but. You still, that's that, that makes us look bad. That makes sure. us as San Antonio correct. fans look really, really bad so and I shitty. Call it out. Yeah, for that's sure. correct. That, I gotta call that out because no, I, I agree. It makes us look bad. It makes us look bad, like like we completely missed that. Um, that a right winger completely took the ball clean off of a offensive player and gave a yellow card to him. It's 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 that bad. It's that bad of a look. So, sure. it don't do it. Don't 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 throw crap on the field. That's it. Don't throw crap on the field. Throw your cursing. Yes. Throw your words. Throw your don't, don't throw physical <laughs> throw objects. Bird, that can hurt people. Whatever you got, but like don't throw yeah. shit on the field. Don't yeah. No. Don't abuse, don't throw don't like throw that. physical uh, things. I can hurt any of the bobbleheads in there. <laughs> yeah, none of that. <laughs> Luckily, those didn't mean. Oh, that would have been bad. No, That's a projectile. The there's plenty at AT and T Center. I heard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're muted, Harry. Harry. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I had myself on mute because I was coughing. And <laughs> you're good, you're good. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't say something that I shouldn't say. Uh, say but no. <laughs> Thank you, funny. Alan, coming on. Uh, like I said here, I've followed Alan, you know, for you know for a few years, and and he's a great guy. And, and like I said here, he started with OCSC even before Loyal came on. Um, great soccer guy, uh, great teacher. You know, uh, you know, you know, just you know, does, he does things the right way. Uh, you know, uh, part of the USL show, um, which covers the league overall with Kaler and um, oh, shoot, John. Uh, John, USL John, Tactics, John, John, John and, and uh, Ryan, Ryan from Ryan. Uh, Wilmington. Is, is, is Pony on anymore? No, Pony's semi retired. Oh, okay, um, fair enough. He is part of the old, old crew. as is. As is Evan, I'm guessing. Yes, Evan yeah. retired. They turned the reins mm-hmm. over to, to Kaler. And Kaler and I yeah, have a, a fun banter back and forth. Uh, but, you know, his Birmingham Legion's uh, uh, one week good, one week bad. But uh, The fight in Alabama's. You know. That's about that's the story of the East. <laughs> so, yeah. Outside of Louisville that, uh, you know, uh, the, gets the, a, 
get the some... fighting sweet teas. Yeah. I don't want to hear about yeah. Louisville and they're ahead of us in the power rankings, but we're yeah. about to. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. We'll, we'll show them at the end of the season who the rightful uh, number one seed yeah. is. That's all that matters. Those are just numbers. Yeah. Those are theories. Having gone, to breathe. <laughs> having gone into it with Nicholas Murray before over his rankings, we all know that he does it to number one. I don't think it's that far off, uh, you know, because San Antonio did get a draw. Um, but you know, let, let's let's be honest with you. Power rankings are about generating discussion mm-hmm. and, and anger. You can't have the same power rankings every week, so you, you've got to throw some flavor in there. So, hey, I got um, the hate during high school season with my rankings. <laughs> Wait, I want to talk about it. Louisville win one zero. They said, "Oh, great, they win into a pass." We just did that a week ago. <laughs> Experience of strength and schedule and something. I remember getting lit up on that. Yeah, I get excited by But yes, uh, power <laughs> rankings. But I will say this: uh, uh, you know, with having discussions with Nicholas Murray, um, even if you just go in and click and, and browse the articles, make sure you're doing that. You know, not only for SAFC articles that Kevin and, and the media team does, but also for yeah. USL championships sure. or the app and stuff. Um, you know, if there is, you know, Jonathan checks articles on the strikers, if you're a subscriber, um, Edson down with down in the Valley, Joe out in El Paso. Um, if you can kind of help support, um, and I'll steal this from John Hutchinson, the podcast, which, which he called seriously loco for, you know, for their articles on Richie Ryan and Matt Ness, uh, for that here. So, um, unfortunately, with USL, we are "quote unquote" the media uh, for it here. I think San Antonio is getting better coverage this year um, because of. Yes, I'm sorry, we went long. Um, I, for, because, I, for, I forgot about that. Um, I was interviewed on Telemundo. Yeah, see how when did it comes you end out. up with that? Um, I was standing there and I was tall and the best looking person. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Well, you are no, the best was... looking person out of the group, out of four of us. There's no, I don't Fair. think that's up for debate. Fair, but yeah, no, I was, I was just standing there and, um, reporter Janet and reporter Santiago came and asked if they could interview me and I obliged and Damn. unfortunately I couldn't do the interview in Spanish. So they're going to dub over me, I guess. Um, me. I they, they gave me crap. No, <laughs> yeah. exactly. No, I, I saw Any Jose. Close. Like, uh, I saw Gordino down the way and I was like, I can go get Jose real quick. If y'all want me They're like, no, we, I'm like, no, I, I'm joking. I, I told him later, but do what? When did that happen? When did that happen? In the bunker, in the bunker at halftime. Game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Nice. In the bunker I, at halftime. So. That's nice, so we'll see. Man. We'll see what comes. Yeah, I know your kids were whining about being there too late. The whole time. <laughs> it's yeah, time like, to go, Dad. Yeah, it's time to go. No, 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 the players are coming. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of time to go, I think it's time we wrap this yeah. up. Mike, we all need to go to bed. So, yeah, no, for sure. What's well, without goals? We're out we're here. In. Have a good night. See y'all. We're we're in it. Cut.